Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. All right, we're back after a crazy race. Amazing race. Amazing race. All right, well, welcome to She Loves the Grid on Sunday, literally minutes, just a few minutes after the race is over. We're doing a hasten recording today because, well... My week, I'm moving. Yes, you are. Tell just us about it. Just you had a week. It's it's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a a week of changed appointments and the moving taking longer than expected, and and I'm exhausted, and that's why it's echoey, and there's nothing behind me because I'm in my old apartment because I have no internet at my new apartment, and um, yeah. It's, it's been a week. So if my dog walks by, it's because I'm sitting on a couch because I moved from a furnished apartment to an unfurnished and it's just, it's been a week. <laughs> it really has, but you've been working hard and you just, every day you're getting more done. So yes. the cool thing is, as I told you, when we came back here today, we haven't been here since Friday and checked the, the mail. The one thing that stopped me from going to see the race in Barcelona was my visas came in the mail. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's such good news. I can now travel. I can now travel, which is a good birthday present because it is now my birthday month. Yes. Birthday month. Birthday month. <laughs> You're still birthday older than me for a few more days. And you know what I was thinking all weekend was like, darn it, we should have gone to Monza. We should have gone to Monza. Like we would have seen so much and history being made today, but we probably couldn't have gone to Monza because you're dang I visa traveled until yesterday because my visas came yesterday. <laughs> well, it worked out. There okay. you go. How about you? How was your week? I think mm -hmm. I'll save all the sadness for my therapist. <laughs> we'll just move on. <laughs> I'm laughing so I don't cry. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, let's just jump into it. Um, so silly season. We can all exhale because both Lewis and George have signed extensions through 2025. So we've been wondering, Lewis, does he have a contract? Does he not have a contract? Like, you know, they kept saying that he did, but nothing was ever signed and so this year or this year this week they finally announced it so woohoo but that now leaves four seats open so we have one at williams one at alfa romeo and the two seats at alfatari so there's still a lot to play for that is for sure We're yeah i was so happy to see that both of those were signed because i mean I, I i do like the mercedes team and i like both of those drivers so i'm excited yeah. to see what happens over the next couple of years that's awesome. I was kind of surprised about George, to be honest, because I don't think his contract was up till next year. So I don't know. They're <laughs> they got it. Got it done, I guess. Maybe an extension. That's what it is, an extension. But still, I just was kind of surprised. Like, Early. you know, you, you really want to secure Lewis. So I guess get them both done or, you know, I don't know. So good. But good for Mercedes. They they know what they want to do and they feel like they have the best team or the best pairing on the grid and they got it done. So good for them. Good for them. Absolutely. <laughs> so we did have quite a few special liveries and 
lids and Ferrari had overalls and I am in my Ferrari gear today because Monza and Carlos on the podium. So <laughs> I just wanted to represent. Um, but let's see. Um, it technically, we, we talked about this, it's technically Ferrari's home race, but also Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tori are kind of claiming it as their home races as well. So this, if you're watching on our um, YouTube channel, and if not, please go watch us there as well. Uh, the Alpha, I mean, Alfa Romeo, I almost said Alfa Tari. The Alfa Romeo livery for Monza was chef's kiss. Like, I am obsessed with this. And maybe I just like flags on cars because I was obsessed with the Williams <laughs> livery at Silverstone. But this is gorgeous, gorgeous with the Italian flag kind of over the back of it. I do. I like that. I, I like the look. I love that they brought the flag into it and, and everything, too. I think it's really cool. I like the little extra color on it, too, because their, their car is just yeah. a little blah. Yeah. So I, I love the pop. Yeah I, yeah, I really like this one. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, yeah. I just thought it was, when I saw it and I didn't know they were even coming out with one, I was, oh, it's beautiful. So very, very nice. And then, of course, Ferrari had a special livery um, for this weekend. They had special overalls. They both had um, special helmets, which kind of had a very vintage vibe vibe to it, especially Carlos's with like kind of the stripe down the middle. And um, But the yellow on here is their second secondary color, but they were also paying tribute to um, the Le Mans winners because Ferrari came back this year into Le Mans after I don't even know how many years away from it, and they won. Um, and their reserve driver, um, oh my gosh, why did I just draw <laughs> Antonio Giovinazzi, was one of the drivers in Le Mans. So it was just kind of a special little nod to that Le Mans winning team. I mean, really the only Ferrari team to win a race this year, this calendar year. So a nice little, a nice little nod. And y'all know, I mean, clearly I'm pretty much head to toe Ferrari today, but for sure that Alfa Romeo, I think it wins the livery contest um, this weekend, in my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, and both Joe and Valtteri and you know, Valtteri rocks a special helmet a lot and they're so good. Um, but this week, they both had special helmets. They both on their helmets had nods to like history and championship winners. And they both also, well, Valtteri's maybe a little bit more, had a little bit of a vintage vibe to it. So yeah, kind of loved it. Kinda yeah, it was really cool. It was, it was neat to, to see all that. I have to say, I do like this, the, the um, Ferrari car. I don't know. There's something about it that just, it's kind of old school to me. Yeah. That's totally, I think, the vibe overall they were going to. And I love a vintage look. Um, Yuki also had a special helmet, but it was really kind of more of a, he used the Italian colors because he has the leaves all over his helmet. And so for this one, he used all the Italian colors um, because obviously Avatari has their um, location near Imola and he is living in Italy, especially during the race season. So I thought that was just a nice little, nice little nod for Yuki. For really sure. Cool. 
All right, let me jump into some fun facts for you because you fun know I always kind of have some fun well, facts. Let's see, like, uh, uh, like some music in there. Fun facts. I was just thinking that. Like we need, we need a little, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask Randy to make something for us, but he'll be like, ugh, mom. Okay. Anyways, so last week we talked about Max. You know, he tied uh, the record. Vettel's record. I think last week I said it was Schumacher and it was, it was actually Vettel's record, but we also Fernando last week set a new F1 record for the longest time between a driver's first and their most recent career podium was 7,462 days. And he has been in F1 for 20 years. Like that still blows my mind. And I finally finished the Fernando um, documentary. Go watch it. It's amazing. But this time he did beat Michael Schumacher's record. So Max last week beat Vettel. This week it's Michael Schumacher. So double check that. Um, fact checked myself on that one. Um, and actually with today, with Carlos being on the podium, we've had 10 different drivers on the podium this year, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, especially when first place has basically been a Red Bull, one of the two Red Bull drivers. Um in that second or third spot to have 10 different drivers up there. I think that's really pretty darn awesome. They kind of come from, I mean, you have both Alpines um, drivers have been on the podium. Both Mercedes drivers have been on the podium. Now both Ferrari drivers have been on the podium. So three teams have kind of encompassed that, but still pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. It's, 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 um, I wonder if fun facts have to make me think stats at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we totally should have some fun years. fact stats. Wow, that's hard to say. But, you know, it still kind of blows me away that both Alpine drivers have had a podium. Especially for such a rough year that they've had. Such a rough year. That's what I'm saying is, like, how in the world would you've got, like, Williams, who's really been making strides, and even Aston Martin, like only Fernando has been on the podium for them, but you have both Alpine drivers on the grid. I mean, are on the podium. I think that's kind of, kind of a little bit crazy, but um, anyways, speaking of Alex last year, he didn't get to race at Monza. So this was the race where he had his appendix burst and he had to have surgery and Nick DeVries got the call up and he finished in the top 10. <laughs> like, it was like this whole domino effect, right? And then he gets a seat this year and now he's out, blah, 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 blah. So I guess that Alex went to, the, they had the same hotel. They actually booked him in the same room that he was booked in last year. And he went down to the lobby and was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I need a different room. That was so funny because the commentators were talking about that. They were like, We've never really learned about the the driver's rooms before, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really pretty funny. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame him. Superstitious, 100%. I mean, your appendix probably wouldn't burst twice, but like still, let's not take any chances for anything else. <laughs> no, he doesn't have one anymore. <laughs> right, no. exactly. So, but I'm just saying like no other medical issues. Let's no not more. have any, any others. Um, McLaren had a lot of upgrades this weekend, new front wing, rear wing. I don't know how I, successful that was. I don't know. Cause they, they just didn't seem to be as oomph as they were. They, they weren't horrible, but they just yeah. were kind of in the middle, you know, and kind of, I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not sure why. Um, just as we were starting to record, I know Lando was doing his post-race interview and <laughs> he kind of started off sounding a little, you know, like not thrilled, uh, but I didn't get to hear one word of it. So after we're done, I'm kind of excited to go and um, take a listen to that. But, you know, we I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it will be different in Singapore, which will be our next race. But yeah, anyways, so we've talked about this before where Alpha Tauri or, you know, Helmet, aka Chatty Cathy. I mean, I know he's like Dr. Helmet. So I started to feel a little bad this week that like, <laughs> like I should maybe put a little bit more respect on his name and stop calling him Chatty Cathy. But at the same time, Dr. Chatty Cathy or Chatty Cathy PhD. We could call him Dr. Chatty Cathy. That would at least get some of the, <laughs> some respect on his name. Anyways, so we've talked about this before where he said they are really going to try to um, bring Alpha Tauri closer to Red Bull. And we're definitely looking at, you know, kind of taking all the stuff from the current Red Bull over to next year for the Alpha Tauri. And that came back up again this week and that they are going to take everything that is permitted by regulations from this year's Red Bull on over. So I think we can pretty much expect that to happen. That is interesting. Yeah. It's, it, could you imagine though, like four of those drivers? And if you think about it, because I already said those two Alfa Tauri seats are open, Danny Rick can definitely perform at a high level and probably, I mean, the whole reason he got that seat back was what he was doing in the Red Bull um, in Silverstone after that race, um, the timing and everything. So you could maybe secure him, but then do you go after another top driver for Yuki's seat? I mean, if you're going to have maybe four Red Bulls, like fighting it out kind of near the top, what do you do? Yeah, who knows? It'd be interesting if they like if you ever catch wind of Yuki practicing in a Red Bull. You know? I know. Cool I, know. I think Yuki's done a good job this year, but I don't know. I think he's earned another chance and like give him a chance in a, a car that can compete. I think so too. Yeah. At least give him one year. Give him one year extension and we'll see what happens. Um, not really a whole lot to talk about in practice, but last week you were talking about the rookie driver role. Um, and so this week, uh, Felipe Drogovic, he got to drive in FP1 for um, Aston Martin. So he is a reserve driver for both McLaren and Aston Martin, and he drove Lance Stroll's car um, in that FP1. He had a really solid practice. I think he's an F2 champion. If yeah. I remember correctly, yeah. and his name has definitely come up, especially I think for that Williams seat. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, you never know. It, it would be kind of cool to see him in there, but I know a lot of people online this week were making a case for Liam Lawson to stay um, in F1. Liam was doing good today, I think. He did do a good job. He did. I, I really wish Yuki you know, would have actually been able to start the race because I would have liked to have seen the difference between the two, um, you know, could Yuki best him again? I'm going to guess yes, but we never, we will never know. Never know. <laughs> we will never know. Um, Alpine did have a lot of, not a lot of changes, but they did have some changes to their car at the very top, um, you know, kind of where that bump 
like the very top of the side pod. Um, they had a lot of little extra cuts up there. And that was to allow like the car to breathe a little bit more. And they had the engine cover was more open. But one thing that they were showing um, during practice was kind of interesting that they were using this different type of engineering to test the airflow on the car. And basically they had all these little orange, they call them tufts, but I would just say like string kind of tied along the back of like of the car and they had tape. And so apparently photographers or their photographers as the car is going is trying to get pictures of that or video of that to see where is the string, like how is that air flowing? Where is the string going? Um, and the commentators were talking about like, that is old school engineering that is throwing it back to like the 1940s or fifties. And, you know, instead of using the flow viz, they were, they were trying this other, which I had never seen before. So I did think that was kind of, kind of interesting to, to watch that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, FP2, like well, Lance. We have to talk about um, Alfa Romeo and Joe and Valtteri having clutch issues. What's that? Did we talk about the clutch issues? No, I wasn't. I wasn't okay. But I mean, so yes, in um, in FP1, Alfa Romeo, they were both Joe and Valtteri were having clutch issues, and so the car was kind of stalling. And at one point, Valtteri was just like, you know what, like I'm bringing it in. I'm not. I'm not driving this anymore. No, <laughs> like done. It didn't seem to bother them the rest of the. Yeah, it didn't. I didn't think it did, but yeah. For, for just reference sake, I didn't get to see as much this weekend, so this is helping me just kind of get my own extra recap because of the move. Yes. The move. <laughs> yeah, you were a little busy moving the and move. also no internet really where you were, so yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little bit harder. Um, but in FP2, like I feel like on his outlap lap, Lance Stroll had an issue with his car, just totally lost power, brought out the red flag like immediately. And because he didn't run in the morning and because he, I don't remember him going back out, but he could have, I don't know. He was kind of a non-entity to me this weekend, um, but he could have gone back out, but I don't know. He had a red flag. Sergio hit the wall, went wide towards the end and caught the gravel and red flag. And I think that was the end. So that was pretty much it as far as like. Practice. I saw that about Sergio and thought, oh no, are we doing this again? Are we going to have another, you know. Yeah, I'm just not again. Uh, not again. You know, just had flashbacks earlier in the season. Can you imagine what he feels like in the car? Like, geez, Louise, not again. Uh, and <laughs> it just shows the kind of mental fortitude the drivers have to not let something like that set them back and cause them. That's obviously how he performed today. It just didn't set him back, which yeah. is that's awesome. It's, it is. It's really, really, really awesome for kids and stuff to realize that you can have something, have repetitive failures from your past and still not let it set you back. Which is, yeah. Cool. And do you know what's so interesting is I was thinking the same thing today with Lewis and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but he just, he does, he did not give up. Like he was griping about his tires and whatnot, and, but he wasn't going to stop. Like he kept passing people like, let me just get further, further, further up you know, the grid, I need as many points as I can get. So yeah, I think it's great lessons for, for anybody. Don't give up. <laughs> Don't give up. Okay. So let's talk quali. So I kind of forgot that in Monza, they were doing the um, testing again. 
in the sense that you were going to have mandatory tire allocation. So in F, I mean, Q1, hard tires, Q2, medium, and then Q3, soft. Um, it was kind of interesting. Um, so like 20 minutes before Q1, Checo's car was up on the thing, like being worked on, like frantically being worked on. Thought maybe he might need a power unit, but I didn't hear anything more about that. So maybe not. I don't, I don't think he ended up needing it. And he went out there obviously and did what he needed to do. Um, there were quite a few drivers that were having lap times deleted kind of early on. So um, <clears throat> Piastri towards the end, like with two minutes left in, in Q1, he had a lap time deleted. So he really had to work to get another lap in. Um, and, you know, of course, they're all in the pits. And with <laughs> two minutes left, it was like a freaking traffic jam trying to get out of the pits. The cars were all lined up, like just all lined up. And I thought, oh my gosh, what if somebody doesn't make it to the thing in time? Like it was, <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. So um, out in Q1, I feel like it's kind of our usual suspects, except for the Alpine. So both Ocon and Gasly were out in Q1. Now, here's the thing. We know they didn't look good in practice or anything else. And they only had one set of socks each. So they weren't expecting to get to Q3, but I highly doubt they thought they were going to get out in Q1. <laughs> so <laughs> they definitely weren't expecting Q3, but that's, so that was a little crazy. So both um, Alpine drivers, Lance was also out, um, Magnuson and then Joe. So, and then you had Alonzo who was in 10th, like crazy crazy, crazy. And Lawson did make it into you into Q2. So that was obviously his first time getting in. Yuki at the end of Q1 was in fourth and Albon was in second. Oh, craziness. And then there was some drama because they said both Leclerc and Signs failed to follow race directions by maintaining a minimum lap time. And so they're like, they're going to investigate it you know, after. And I didn't quite understand what that meant. So I guess before, you know, I probably in their driver's meeting on Thursday, they said they were going to have a minimum lap time. Like they didn't want, I guess, people going too slow for some reason. And so they said that both Ferraris um, like exceeded the minimum time that they had. So they, it took them more than one minute, 41 seconds to do a lap. Um, at the end. So I was like losing my mind because we're looking amazing this weekend and it would result in a um, grid drop. So I was losing it. Um, after the race, so at the end of Q3, up immediately, immediately they were like, no further investigation required, blah, blah, blah. Fred in his interview afterwards said, you know, it was, it was fine. Like we were, I don't even know if he said they did go slow. I don't know if they looked back and they saw like, fine, you know, they did make it under the time limit, but Fred was saying like, you know, we're, we're not trying to impede other drivers either. Like everybody did go out at the same time. You're they, you know how they stack up at the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the end of that, that, that last turn. Be, so they could all, so he was kind of saying like, 
no, it was fine. We were just trying to make sure we weren't impeding anybody else from getting a qualifying, you know, lap, lap in. So that was just a little stressful, to be honest. Um, Q2. Hamilton, I feel like kind of struggled a little bit. I did too. And I was, I was able to at least watch Q2 and Q3. And I was, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. Was like his very first lap, he was yeah. 12th. He was behind a hoss. Like he stayed in the now. bottom five for the majority of Q2, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. It was, it was kind of crazy. And then again, with like what, 250 left, everyone's in the pits. Everybody, like it was kind I mean, of funny. Yes. I wish I could have videotaped it. Because everybody starts coming out, trying to come out of their garages and try to like squeeze it. It was like rush hour traffic um, in LA. It was kind of, kind of funny. The engineers, more than one from different teams, were telling their drivers like, "You need to pass people. Like, you need to get past people." Because again, everybody's backing up at that last corner. Um, I think Signs's engineer told him the same thing. Like, you need to get past people, and he was like, "I'm not going to be caught out for impeding somebody." Like, no, 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 no. But they were all trying to get out there. And I think Lando got a little caught out. Um, I don't remember if it was a Mercedes or somebody kind of did get, flew right past him um, to start. So so out in Q2, we had Logan, Liam, Nico, Yuki, and then Botas. So Piastri pushed Yuki out at the last second. It's like every qualifying, we've got to have this car that comes across and just knock somebody out. I know and and it, they were shooting them right at the end. And, and and that was it was it was thought I thought it was like in the last 30 seconds or so, maybe it was less than that, that Hamilton did shoot up too. That because he yeah. was I was thinking, oh man, he's gonna be in the, the, the bottom five. Yeah, I thought he would shoot up, but he did come up at the last second and Yuki missed out by 0.013 so 13 thousandths of a second he got pushed down like insane um and lando was down toward the bottom 10 like i don't even remember where he was but he was down there so i was kind of thinking like what is going on with with um i mean piastri got up there but still like what is happening with mclaren this weekend and then q3 like oh my gosh Seriously, I want to go to Monza next year. Like I decided that is my Mecca. It's like almost like the Dior store in Paris. Like I need to go to <laughs> Monza and wear all of my um, Ferrari gear and be with the, with the Tifosi. Like that's just where it's where my calling is. Um, so anyways, early on, it was a Ferrari one, two, and the crowd was going nuts. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely love it. Carlos on pole. By the same as you got pushed out, 13 thousandths of a second. I was off my couch, like jumping around, just praying nobody would be walking by. <laughs> See, I think it was like, when was it like, it was Charles, Charles got pulled and then Carlos got pulled? No, yeah, Charles, then Max. And then, and then Carlos. Carlos was, yeah, when yeah. Charles got it, the first thing I thought was, Yay, but then I could hear in my head your voice going, oh, he never does well when he's on pole. And then <laughs> Max got it, and I was like, well, okay, maybe he's got a better of a chance. I want Carlos is going to hit it. And then when Carlos hit it, I'm like, did I hear Diane scream all the way from Germany? You did. From Germany? I mean. <laughs> you did, because I was screaming, like, 
get it. Get it, Carlos. Get it, Carlos. Like, vamos, let's go. Because, I mean, he has been killing it around that track this weekend. It was amazing. Like, just do it. Like, come on. Just do it. What a great present. Oh, yeah. It was his birthday. That was like Friday was, yeah. Friday yes, was his birthday. Weekends. That's so amazing. Yes, I know. Um, so during the post-race interviews, Max was trying to speak. The Tifosi started booing. Charles waved his finger. Nope, nope, nope. They quieted right down. Like, we're not going to act that way. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to boo Max. Not okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm glad Charles like kind of said, nope, nope, nope. Um, no, that was Alex awesome. Albon though, on a roll after the summer break, P4 last week, P6 this week for qualifying. Oh, I love piece of Alex Albon and I just love to see this. I hope that it can continue. I really, really do. Me too. Really do. But here's another really cool stat for you. The gap in the top three. So Carlos, Max, and Charles, 0.067 seconds. That's it for the top three. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's drama. That just shows you how fast. It, it, it's, I knew today was going to be insane. I knew it was going to be fast. I mean, it was a fast track, right? And it was going to be fast. It was going to be crazy. It was going to be just drama, but good drama and intense. Yeah. So it was amazing. Didn't imagine it to start the way it did, but it was still a drama. It was still so good, like all the way through. All, I mean, right down to the bitter end. <laughs> like it was, it was so so good. Okay, so let's get into the race today. I feel like this podcast is as fast as Monza. Like we're just moving yeah. people. We're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting it going. So, just as they're getting to the end of the formation lap, Carlos and, and Max are already in position. <laughs> Here comes the back of the field. Yuki has an engine fail failure. His race is over before it starts. Oh my God. I was so sad, so sad. Yellow flag out, like ridiculous. What person in their bright mind decided, well, let's just start, start it up again when the car is still sitting. Do they not have radios? It is, it is what, what year? I mean, hello. I have no idea why they did that. I mean, you weren't going to move Yuki's car that quickly. And maybe they thought like they could turn off the engine, push it. I don't know. It was like stuck in a gear so. Maybe that's why, um, and they didn't realize, but still, like, there was so much chaos after well, that. Well, around the second lap, which reduces a lap off. Yep. And then when they sat there trying to figure out, are we going or not? The tires are cooling, and the cars are just sitting there, and yeah, you know, all the all the you know, pit crews are all lined up and ready to go. Like, no one was communicating. No, and and a couple of the pit crew people had climbed over the wall. Alfa Romeo ones, Alfa Romeo mechanics. Oh, yeah, they had climbed over the wall, and then you could see the stewards or somebody with the high vis vests on. All the pit crew is kind of around this area where they could go out onto the track, and the people in the in the vest were talking to them. I don't I don't know what they were saying, but I'm sure the pit crews were like, "We need to get out there," and clearly the people in the vest were like, "No." <laughs> because they weren't letting them out them through it was like oh my gosh thank goodness because I mean, I mean the tires are cooling off and then you know the yeah, power was, the, yeah the and they were saying it was really hot so you're a driver sitting there with just probably the sun beating down on you because it was a good what 20 minutes 25 minutes before they got 20 you know, we got to actually go off yeah. so that's a lot 
that's absolutely a lot. Um, I kind of felt like this race, there was a lot more, he pushed me kind of stuff happening. At one turn. And it's like, you know, we'll talk about the, the one penalty that I don't think should have been a penalty, but that one turn, it's like, then put some gravel there or something, do something with that turn. Because that one turn, it was so much. It's like, oh, he pushed me, he pushed me. My partner kept saying, you know, he's like, you know, back in the day, man, they, they would just take a driver out. They just say, screw it. Like, take a driver out. In fact, he, as much as he's a Max fan, he's like, why doesn't somebody just take out Max? <laughs> if somebody could catch him, maybe they would. <laughs> well, I mean, he was in between two Ferraris there for a little bit. I'm just saying. Oh, we're going to talk about that because I had, I had, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. So let's just hit some of these teams. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's for saying. Let's go into the teams. Yep, let's go to the team. So again, AlphaTauri, uh, sad little day. Uh, Yuki didn't even get to race, didn't even make it past a formation lap. I'm so, I was just gutted for him. Like, that's so awful. Um, I think Liam ended up getting promoted because somebody got a penalty. Somebody in front of him got a penalty. But then when I was just looking at the, um, the standings, it didn't really look like he had made it up Usually Claire's got her multiple monitors and does this, but I am showing that Liam is in 13th behind Oscar. So I don't know why I thought I heard them say he was 11th. Hang on. Oh no. Yeah. I just refreshed. He is 11th. So Oscar did get that penalty, which bumped Liam up to 11th place. So yeah. He actually, he actually got a um, penalty at the end for overtaking, like an illegal overtaking or something okay. like that. Okay. Because yeah. So right at the end. So Liam, I mean, just finished just outside the points. And I mean, a lot of people online were saying like, make, give Liam a seat next year, give him a seat. So maybe, I mean, he's definitely making a case for himself. That's for sure. Absolutely. I, love I, thought, he, I thought he was doing well. In fact, he was staying 11th for a while. I was like, wow, look at that. And then he dropped back to like 15th or 16th. So he had to have caught up some to then for the penalty to put him up to 11. So that, that's yeah, great. yeah, that's no, that's awesome. I'm really glad to see that. So Alpine, mm, Alpine, where did they even finish up T towards the bottom? Like it doesn't even matter. I mean, well, Esteban didn't finish. He retired his car on lap 41. No idea why. Just as we were starting to record, I even went to the um, Alpine page on Instagram to see if they said why um, his car retired. And again, we started recording right after the race. So I don't, I haven't seen this post-race interview, um, but there was no, nobody seems to know why, um, yeah, why his car retired. But Monda is definitely a track where you have got to have power. It is important. And that Renault engine does not have it. So, I mean, you could pretty much tell from the get-go this was not going to be a good weekend for Oakland. retired. And so Gasly, I have, this is before any kind of last penalties were set. Um, Gasly was 16th. Yeah. That's, yeah, not good. Wait, okay, I have the post. I have, let me see. I took screenshots at the time. I mean, again, here's the thing. Pierre 15th. Um, so, I mean, talk about just having a terrible year and yet both of their drivers have been on the podium. It's insane. 
That's crazy. And then I started to think about yesterday. I'm like, wait a second. This is their second race without a principal. They still have interim people in positions at Alpine. Mattia was there. And apparently he was being filmed by the Netflix cameras. So maybe they're going to announce that he is going to be principal starting with Singapore. And then I started to wonder, like, would Alpine at this point, like, just finish out the year with interim people? I mean, it's September. We don't have too many more races to go. This was, what, 15 out of 22? I said Williams has somebody starting in October and November this year. I mean. Yeah. But, I mean, if honestly, if I'm a Tia, do I want to come into, like, this team? No. Uh, I'll start kind of, like, you know, working with you a little bit, like, off the record. <laughs> but I'll come in next year when we have a whole new season and I can, you know, help with, with everything else. So who knows? Maybe maybe Mattia will be announced as the principal for Singapore. Maybe he won't. But Alpine, just another really tough weekend. Really tough weekend for yeah. them. Um, and I kind of would say the same for Aston Martin. What is happening with your team? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I try not to root. I try not to pay attention. <laughs> I would look on the live timing thing. I am. I, I have no idea. And I just have no idea. I don't know why. Nope. What the heck happened up in the stroll? He's just, I don't know, he's daydreaming about playing tennis. Or what. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have no idea. So he let's think about the, uh, the commentators, they were saying something. I think they're saying that Felipe is also a, also a tennis player. I think that's oh. what they said. They well, said there is. I think it was Felipe. No, I, yeah, no, that's what they were talking about. But there is a um, tennis player with the same last name. So oh, gotcha. I think that's what they were saying. So oh, let's see. Um, Fernando yeah. finished ninth and Lance finished 16th. So how many cars retired? Just the two? Two. Um, okay, so he started 20th, finished 16th, but two two cars retired. And Lando only made, I mean, not Lando, Fernando only made up one one spot. So very different weekend for them. I mean, he started 10th, finished 9th. Lance, like you said, I mean, some people might say, well, he didn't get FP1. His car, you know, was not great for FP2. But what I had told you this morning is, this isn't Lance's first go round. He's been at this track before mm -hmm. and he absolutely should have been able to pull himself out of like the bottom. You're out in Q1 while your teammate makes it all the way to Q3. Like, and you finish at the bottom pretty much. So I really don't know what is happening there. Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with them. Very different than, they, than last weekend. Different with the car or anything, so... Not that I know of. That's another thing too is they commented though the commentator said that um, they expected the Aston Martin to do better in Singapore. Yeah, and that's what I was just going to say is maybe it's this track, the downpours, all of that kind of stuff. Maybe. But I don't know. It's just disappointing. Like the it's this roller coaster up, good, bad, good. Not, yeah. I mean, not bad, but just good, not so awesome. Yeah, well. <laughs> Not so awesome. But Williams, oh my gosh. I feel like once again, because I, I think this has happened more than once this season, but Williams was the fastest car in a straight in a straight line. Oh, it was amazing. It, amazing. Insane. I'm a little worried for Logan, not gonna lie. Um, 
he pretty much ran around 11th, 13th, like somewhere in there, the whole race, right? Um, he was noted for causing a collision with Botas. Like that kind of popped up on the screen. And I was like, what? Like we didn't, we didn't get to see any of that. And he did get a five second penalty for it at towards oh. the end of the race. So I don't know what was happening there. Like we're coming up on a bunch of tracks that Logan either has like no experience at or very little experience at, and that's going to be tricky. And we've got some more um, sprint races coming up he needs to try to make a case to keep that seat. And I'm just a little bit worried for him. That's all. I'm a little worried it might hurt his campaign. <laughs> I agree. It could be really, it could be really, really. It, it was good though to see that car performing well, though, the car itself, you know. The car's amazing. The car is amazing. The aerodynamics on that car. And I know they're really not doing anything more to it this year. So I am like, super excited for next year especially if alex continues driving the way that he has been with that car like i am super excited um they will bring that golf livery to singapore they released new singapore merch okay side note they released new singapore merch but it's not golf livery singapore merch and i'm kind of hoping that <laughs> that in this next week they're going to release it and it's not just lame, I don't know, Singapore merch. Anyways, that's just me. Um, cause I'm ready. I'm ready with my credit card to get some, some of that. But Alex was amazing. Like he was making such good moves. Now Oscar, I know Oscar passed him at the beginning, but he came right back and just, and he was really good at fighting off for as long as he did. Um, Lando and then Hamilton for a little bit, then Hamilton got past him, but like, Really, really what good. He did, though, what he did, though, was that. Um, let me go look at the numbers. He finished seventh, which is amazing. He still finished ahead of of Lando. Um, Lewis did get ahead of him. Um, well, what's but, interesting is because Lewis got that penalty, and Lewis was able to keep the five seconds ahead of him. But what he did, though, is he kept ahead of, of Norris Al, uh, and Alonzo pretty well as, as well, because I kept thinking if if he didn't keep his gap high enough between them, not only could that five seconds, depending on that gap, he, you know, Lewis could have fallen a lot, a lot further, but he kept a pretty good gap ahead of Norris and Alonzo as well. Yeah. I was watching yeah. that. He did. He really, really did. But yeah, I mean... Good job, Alex Albon. I cannot wait, excuse me, to see them in Singapore. That's going to be amazing. All right, moving on to McLaren. Let's talk about them a little bit. So this One thing I want to call up on a McLaren is uh, guess who kept Max from getting that extra point? Who? Did Lando? Oscar. Oscar got the fastest lap? What? I did not realize that. <laughs> oh, wowza. Good yeah, for Oscar. Just, I was looking that up. It says uh, fastest lap for uh, Monza was Piastri. In lap 43, he got the fastest lap. He Amazing. beat him by um, point almost <clears throat> one seven, like one six eight or something like that. But That's um, awesome. What a rookie year. Like fastest lap? Fastest Amazing. lap. 
Max, that extra point, it was just so funny because they were talking about in the commentary, oh, he needs his 26 points this week. I'm like, he's not going to make one. He's going to miss one. <laughs> Go, Oscar. <laughs> Yay, Oscar. Yay. Well, Saturday, McLaren did celebrate their 60th birthday. Um, they've been talking about it all year, but also they had a little sticker with like their original crest on the very nose of the um, front wing. So that was kind of cute. Um, at the very beginning of the race, I thought it was interesting because Oscar did qualify. He outqualified Lando. So he was a smidge higher up on the grid. But shortly after the race started, Lando on team radio was like, he wanted team orders. He's like, I'm, I'm faster than him. And his engineer came back and said, we're, we're looking at that. So it was, it was not a, yeah, it was not a, I don't know. Like it was not a, yeah, Lando, you're, you're our main guy. Like at McLaren, they're definitely letting them race it out. Like you two figure it out on the track. Um, But then they had some contact. I about. Yeah. Died. Like, seriously, I, I saw that and I was like, these two, you're going to take each other out. What are you doing? And then there was no penalty. And I'm like, what, what penalty are you going to give? It's, it's their teammates. I mean, they're going to take each yeah. other out and cause a penalty to the other. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, no. I think when it's teammates, they really do tend to let it go. I think that's why we saw that back in Australia with Os- um, Ocon and Gasly when yeah. they kind of hit each other. And it's like, it, they didn't. In this race, the McLarens did not impede anybody else with that issue. They bumped into each other. Like, Oscar was able to go in and change his front wing because there was totally damage to that and then get back out there. So, like, yeah, don't – that would be so ticky-tack, like, to me, to do that. I don't know. But Lando on his radio, like, (laughs) I think we talked about this before where Oscar seems to be, like, he sounds, you know, like, kind of like, well, I was going to say, like, Max, but Max – kind of gets frustrated here and there, but Oscar's like very even keel and Lando is not like, he just says, says what he says. So at one point the engineer, his engineer was telling him trying to like, we think Alex is doing, you know, whatever. And Lando cuts him off and is like, I can see what you're seeing. Like, just stay off of my radio. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need to hear it. So yeah, kind of, kind of a little crazy. And then Oscar, I mean, talk about an eventful race. He runs into his teammate, used as he, he got fastest lap, and then Lewis hit him. So again, towards the end of the race, Lewis did not give him enough space. He ends up getting in front of Oscar. But, um, oh, wait, wait, was that when he got the front wing damage? I was thinking it was with... Um, no, I thought the front wing, the front wing damage is when he, they, he, the two of them hit. The, wait, Lewis and... Oscar. Okay. That's what I thought. So it wasn't with with Lewis because the Lewis and them did not hit and Lewis got that penalty. Their tires did hit though. But I mean, they didn't, they didn't hit. um, They didn't hit. They didn't. I don't think they caused any damage though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. And then Lewis did get that five second penalty. So yeah. The thing that I thought was interesting about the penalty, that's when he got the penalty, right? Was with Oscar Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought about that one was interesting was that because um, it was for going through and, you know, avoiding or they gave it to him not for the hit, but for the going off the race to get ahead, mm. going off the track to get ahead. I thought that's what they gave it to him for. 
Oh, I was thinking it was because he didn't leave space for, for Oscar. There was nowhere for Oscar to go. Yeah, I have to go back and look because if it was for the getting ahead, that's how I wrote it down. And and I could I could be wrong because what I thought was interesting was that if you looked at it and maybe they reassessed it and that's what they gave him the penalty for because he was ahead of him before he went off versus another one later when they were not ahead and, and that was different. They were talking about later another one at that same corner. Mm. They were talking about two people and then like they didn't. Um, no, that was Russell. Sorry. Sorry, I'm talking Russell's. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confusing yes. my Mercedes. Did George get that's, a penalty? That's called Michael C. C. Um, he might. I don't know. Let's talk about Mercedes, yeah. though. Let's, Let's finish talk about it. We'll just yeah. go from the beginning. So, um, I don't Yes, know. Russell got a penalty for that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this is kind of funny. How many penalties? Speaking of like radios, George, his engineer comes on and tells him he needs to he needs to start watching his tires, like maintain the tires on turn six. And George responds with, "I'm not sure." Well, I wish I could do a British accent because I think it would be so much funnier. Um, But (laughs) he responds with, "I'm not sure if you can tell, but I have a car up my bleep." Like, I just had to laugh because Checo was all over when they him. And that was, out, the commentator's like, why are they bleeping? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, but he did. Checo was all over George's rear end, like, so big time. And it was not until lap 16 that, like, Checo finally got past him. But I just had to laugh at that. I was doing, I just thought that was funny. Um, yes, the George, he was investigated for going off track with during Ocon. a battle with Ocon. Ocon. Yes, that was it. Is, what I thought about that one was that he, that was the one where he was completely ahead of him when, before he went off track. So he got ahead of him, then he went off track. Ocon did not. And so, yes, I guess he got a little further ahead of him, but he was ahead of him before he went off track, whereas mm. all the other ones that went off track there and got ahead. The going off track got them ahead. Whereas in this one, if you go back and look at the replay, George is ahead, then goes off, and and then I don't know why he goes off, but he goes off after he gets ahead. Maybe he thought he was going to be, the. maybe he thought he was coming up on him and he wanted to get out of his way, but he went ahead of him, then goes off, and then Ocon goes around. Hmm which I thought was interesting that he got the penalty because he didn't give him the, the position back. But I think my, and I have, I didn't listen to anything post race. Well, he, he couldn't give the position back because by the time they assessed it, George was three cars ahead of Ocon. Oh yeah. 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 Like but he it, was gone. Like yeah, he was gone, but yeah. it was just interesting because all the other ones that happened at that point where they went off and one car got the advantage and they gave it back or whatnot, it was because they actually got the advantage by going off. Yeah. Whereas I don't know. I have to go back and look at it because I was thinking that that George, he did go off and like he didn't really need to. Like there was room. So I'll have to go back and I think he, and and that's the thing. It, it did look like there was room. The only thing I could think of in my head is he was thinking that he was trying to get out of Ocon's way. He didn't want to push him off or anything. It, it just yeah. the, the one angle, but yeah, I mean, he gets the penalty, he gets the penalty, but it's just yeah. 
my my original yeah. thought was was it because the way they were talking about it originally is that they was giving him the penalty. The commentators thought they were he was going to get the penalty for not giving him the place back. And I was like, wait a minute, he got beyond him before he went off. He oh, got yeah. before he went off, so that shouldn't be the reason. So I yeah, I just think like I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch it too. But there was no way for him to give the place back. He was three cards ahead of Ocon by that point, and you can't, you know, yeah. make George give you know those other cards a place as well. So. Um, I think that Lewis, I think that Lewis was the last card of pit. Um, I could be wrong, but I feel like he, he was, he was leading the race for a little bit just because of all the pit stops. Um, but then when he came back out, so Lewis started on hards. I don't know who else did. Most cars were starting on the mediums and then went to the hard. Was the last one to do the, the last first pit. There's yes. several did a second pit. So yes, he was the last yeah. one to do the initial pit. Okay. So what I thought was really funny is he, when he came back out, I don't know how many laps he was out there, just a, less than a handful. And he was complaining to Bono that like he, he, he complained about how long he needed to go on the tires. So he started with the hards, went to the mediums. Um, and then, then he goes right past Fernando. Like, so he's complaining. I don't know. Yeah, we screwed ourselves, blah, blah, blah. Um, goes past Fernando and then he complains again and he's like you know I think we screwed ourselves with these tires and his engineer Bono's like yeah others have made it this far on the same so like zip it get back to work <laughs> those people started on mediums went like 20 laps so let it go um, but yes, he was hit with that five second penalty for, um, bumping into Piastri, but then he was making moves. He passed Norris, he passed Alex, like got himself up there into what? Sixth place. I think he was right behind George. Yeah. He right? was. I'm up in six. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, awesome. Cause he's, he started, you know, a little bit further ish back. I don't know. Anyways, not bad. Okay, let's talk about Red Bull because I'm saving Ferrari for last. So, I, amazing. Okay, Max, lap four, was already like, Carlos is sliding. We're going to be good. And his engineer, GP, is like, just shh, calm down. <laughs> let's be smart. I love the, the F1 commentators. Well, that's going to be broadcast everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know it is. And then lap six, boy, Max was really trying to make some moves. And Signs was full on, like, elbows out. Aggressive. I love the elbows out. And, and Max was like, that was naughty. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell he was kind of laughing. But you know what? Nope. Carlos, and we'll talk about this in a second, but he was aggressive all weekend. I mean, I think a lot of drivers were actually complaining about him during practice and early quality. Like, but he was over it, man. He is just over his engineers. He's over being second fiddle to Charles. I think he yeah. is just over it. Yes. And over. he turned 29 on Friday. And he's probably like, he's got no to give. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I think exactly right. Perez was really, really working it, though. Where did he start? Do you remember? He was, I, I kind of feel like, and we've talked about this before, like Perez does himself no favors during qualifying. And yet somehow 
he is just doggedly goes after car after car after car until he, P5. so five to second okay not bad but still like he was going hard just all over whoever was in front of him whether it was like russell and then Charles, then Carlos, like he was all over everybody. He and Charles, man, for the longest. That oh. was like, yeah. Back and forth. And that, those were the two that kept hitting that corner. He'd get past and be like, oh, I used the corner. I got to go back. And got, oh, I got to go back. Oh. Yeah. The, 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 it was like a dogfight between the two of them. It was, it, this was an exciting race. It really was. And like the Ferraris really helped to make that very exciting. Because Charles also, and we'll talk about Ferrari in a second, but they, he was not giving up either. Um, okay, so finally, on lap 15, it took Max 15 laps to get Carlos. But he said in his post-race interview, I knew I was going to have to force Carlos into a mistake. Like, I'm just going to have to do it. And sure enough, Carlos locked up, and it was enough space to give Max yeah. the pass-through. It was all the opening. Like, that oh, no, we made him lock up. And that was. Yep. That was it. Yep. It was crazy. It was interesting. And then he took off. He was getting, they were the, they were saying he was getting a second, a lap faster, faster laps each lap. And they were saying it was just the tires, the tires, the, the Mercedes, yeah. or the Ferrari, the tires were just spent at that point. Yeah. I think everybody's were, and, and that was something that they were talking about even before the race. Alex Albon said before the race, like he was concerned about the tires because the heat, it was so hot. And then you had all of these battles, like, you know, on, on the track, whether it was at the front or even the middle of the packs and it was just chewing, chewing up the tires. Well, and I, if I understood it correctly, just a quick segue out, because I know we're nearing an hour on the tires is we talked at the beginning of the tires, you know, going from soft to hard, but it's a range. And at the beginning of each race, right. they set what that range is. So if we have an option of five or was it five or six tires to begin with? Yeah. They set these soft, medium and hard somewhere in there. So what's considered a hard is not always hard. So what we had is hard this time might be considered soft in another race, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the softest of them. So they use the three softest tires that are available today. Uh -huh. Yeah. So they said they were using the three softest tires that were of the softest end, you know, they're yeah. that, the, the lineup. So the softest tire, the next one. So the, the middle tire was the hard tire. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The tires got to work out today. That. So if, I'm wrong. Anyone listening? That's just how I, that's how I understood it by what they were saying. And one of the things I was listening to today. Yeah. I just wonder, cause you know how there's like a couple of versions of the soft couple of the yellow couple of the hards. If they took the softest of the hards, that was, I mean, know. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, they, they said they had the softest line out today. I believe it. Well, they got to work out. That is for sure. Um, I thought it was kind of funny during that, you mentioned the battle of Perez and, and Charles, like just the back and forth, back and forth. And that was one of the times where like Checo just kept complaining. Like he's not giving me enough space. He's not, I'm not getting enough space. And finally his engineer is like, you're faster than him. You need to go get it. And he did. He totally, that's when he kind of took him down and like, that was it. Um, yeah. Then he finally got past Carlos on lap 46. I was like, can we just, can we just hold on? We only have 51 laps and 
can we just hold on? But Carlos couldn't do it. His tires were toasted and Perez was just too fast. But Max makes history, F1 history, 10th win in a row. Insane. And I kind of was thinking like, it is kind of cool to watch it. (laughs) Michael Schumacher, you know, or Vettel, Vettel, sorry, I keep saying Michael, Vettel, you know, that was like, what, early 2000s? So when that last happened, I mean, it's now like, I don't even know, 15, 18 years later. And holy cow, we get like, get to watch it. We'll be able to say like, and again, if we had gone to Monza, we could have been there. But anyways, it's all good. You just got your card. So we wouldn't have been able to travel anyways. I'd be there by myself. Um, <laughs> but after the race, it was kind of funny. In Max's interview, he was talking about the top speed that Carlos had. Like, it's amazing, that top speed and how he you know, knew he had to make it. He had to force Carlos into his mistake. But in the driver room, which is one of my favorite parts of race day, he did tell Carlos, he's like, I felt sorry for you at the beginning because your car, you were sliding all over the place. And you know, Max, he, it's going to bide his time. Just feeling sorry for the person in front of him because yep. he can see he can see what's happening. Um, but okay, let's do Ferrari. Holy oh, cow. To me, the majority of the race was a Ferrari race. It really was. But I was not happy about that. I mean, by the end. Okay, wait, let's start at the beginning. Carlos's start. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He got off the line so freaking fast. Like, I couldn't believe it. He said he was only 0.04 seconds slower than Max off the line. Yeah, but he was ahead of Max off the line. He was ahead of line. Yeah. yeah. He was just slightly, it was just like a slower, but that's, but he was able to keep, you know, keep himself ahead, which is amazing. Yeah. No, that amazing. Um, and it led yeah. for 15 laps. That was amazing. I, I, want, I don't know if that's like the most this year or not. I think so. Carlos. Yes. <laughs> Yay, Carlos. Charles really had to fight George off at the beginning, though. Like, mm-hmm. George, he's always very, very aggressive off the start. Like, he just is. And Charles really kind of had, had to battle him yeah. a lot. But Carlos, I think, was the... I mean, they call Checo the minister of defense. Like, I think today that was Carlos all day. Like, just how he did have to be elbows out with Max, how he, we'll talk about the end of the race in a second, but how he really had to do, (laughs) really be elbows out with with his own teammate. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. The commentator said through lap nine, the top three were just still a second apart. So talk about an amazing race. Like, it was to watch the camera angles just to see those three cars just yeah the whole time so close to each other going in and out around the curves down the street it and, made and, for an exciting race well and then when they even said okay drs is going to be enabled you know we're going to see this change and it didn't for laps i mean 15 laps you know yeah. was like, yeah. that was pretty cool that was i mean to be that close it was I don't know. It was so amazing. Like you said, once Max kind of got out there, it was a little like whatever it, it, to me, like I was so, I feel like I was in a flight or fight status, like the whole race. And I've been trying to like regulate, regulate my nervous system. This, this morning did not help (laughs) like at all, but um, to see him walk up, I was so nervous. Like 
all of those battles where Max was trying to get past him, trying to get past him. I, I was like, do not Carlos, do not go off. Do not make a mistake. So when he kind of, when he did lock up, I was, I was gutted. I was like, damn it. But now we just need to get, now we just need to remain in second, like just do it. So when Carlos or Charles came out of the pits, when he went into pit, Carlos was able to stay in front of him, but like, like by this much ridiculous. Charles was absolutely attacking. They were side by side. Like it was like two brothers beating the hell out of each other. They were just on it. Like I was dying. And I didn't even want to say this to you because I did not want to put this out there in the universe. But I was like, I swear to God, if these two take each other out, like we finally are having we a good race. The same thing. We said the same thing. Like they're going to take each other out and then it's going to be, oh, and I said, oh, Diane would be livid. I was, oh. I was on the edge of my seat. I was actually standing up most of the, especially the end of the race because I was like these two and, and I'm just going to say like, okay, we'll get to Charlotte and Carlos in a second because that's a whole thing. Um, That battle with Checo and Carlos, those last 10 minutes, ridiculous like it was so 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 close like they almost hit they almost hit and then you've got Charles, like they battling him to the very last lap and even in the driver room um carlos said something to max i think max had said you know they were watching video that's what it was and he says is that the last lap that's what max said and carlos is like yeah he was we were battling until the end, like the end. And there was times our tires were like millimeters apart, millimeters. I thought they were going to hit one time. I'm like, I was like, uh, you know. I don't know how they didn't hit, to tell you the truth. And I was like getting very, very mad at Charles. Like, stop it. This is insane. You guys are going to take each other out. Carlos has earned, like, they always give Charles priority in the team orders. Carlos has earned this. Like, why do we have to go down to the end? Not that it wasn't exciting. I will probably go back and rewatch it and be knowing what happened. I'll be a little bit more free to be like, whoo, that was some really good racing. But Carlos at one point said to his engineer, like, come on, guys, like, let's just bring this home. And I was like, exactly. Can we please? Like, what is happening? And yeah, I don't understand, like, team orders and that, like, why they didn't just let it go i don't i don't understand you mean like let them race or just no, let, let, let just let carlos have it i agree i mean maybe let them race but you don't let you don't let carlos do that in other races when they're that close yeah let, or they, let it, like make at least tell could have told Cheryl, okay you could be a little aggressive but not so much that you know there's a chance you're going to take it take you both out right which is yeah. what they did no Charles even went off that one that one section like mm -hmm. he and and here's me like can we both get really good points like we both need to get good points so Charles, if you even take yourself out because you're putting yourself in positions and carlos is still elbows out like i'm not gonna let you take my podium this is my birthday weekend gosh darn it and i am getting the podium after i had pull Charles, you take yourself out and then we we only get one set of points? Like, no, 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 no. We're, let's not do that. And Charles' engineer said to him, and it, it was contradictory, like, let's not take risks or no risk, but let's race until the end. 
Okay. What? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. Interesting. I know, but Carlos, I think Carlos is a really good teammate. And I, and at the end, his interview, he said, he really gave Charles, I think a lot of props. Cause he was like, you know what? I enjoy racing Charles. We had a lot of fun. It's a pleasure to race against him. Um, but I kind of wish I was a fly on the wall when he talks to his family or his manager or even somebody, you know, his engineer, like, why are we doing that? It made for a great race. It definitely made the end of the race exciting. You said like this race is all Ferrari, which true, but as a Ferrari fan, like we don't need the, we don't need the stress. Like we just don't need the stress. We go through it every weekend. We don't need it. Which is interesting. This was a race that I, at least that I can recall. This one of the few races that we really only focused on those those first few. Very like there wasn't awesome. a lot of discussion in the back. That we yeah. didn't. We don't really know what happened in the back of the back of this race. Yeah. There was so much excitement between one and two, two and three, three and four, even around five and six a little bit. Yeah. But you didn't really talk about seven, eight, nine, definitely eight, nine, ten. Didn't talk about didn't talk about no um, Fernando much at all. And he was ten and further. He was eleven oh. a couple of times. Yeah, really didn't talk much about nine. So about there and further. Yep. You know what? You are spot on, especially how much time was spent on the top three or four because. This year, there has been a lot of focus on the middle of the pack because that's where the fights have been. That's where the, the drama has been. And you are 100% spot on. This is the first race that was really at the front. It was yeah, all we didn't even right. see like that Botas, you know, collision. We, some of those penalties that were coming up were like, that happened? It's not like there's a penalty. What happened? And they even said, oh, we'll, we'll get you a, a replay. We'll see if we've got that because nobody had it. Like, because yeah. even the F1 people were like, we're up here. This is exciting over here. Yeah. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I did not it, like that didn't dawn on me at all, but it was, it was like, I think one of the most exciting races of the year, just because of all that battle at the front. Amazing. So Carlos actually, this is his first podium of the season, which kind of surprised me because I feel like he's been up there. He just never gets the podium. Um, and then he was also driver of the day. So that's almost like winning according to Lando Norris. So <laughs> when you, when you have Max always winning, it's kind of like winning. So yay, Carlos, happy birthday. What an amazing weekend. Um, okay. Really quickly beyond the grid, um, kind of beyond the grid, but in FP3, the FP3 title was won by Gabriel Bortolito, who actually is managed by Fernando. So Fernando kind of did have a good weekend because his guy won the FP3 or the F3 title. So good for him. Yay. And then there was pictures going around about the Monte Carlo paddle masters. And it was Alex, George, Max, and Lando played doubles of paddle. They call it paddle ball, I think, over in Europe. And we call it pickleball here. And uh, yeah, there are so many cute pictures, lots of jokes about like who won. I guess Lando was one of the best. So he and Alex are the best and they trounced George and Max and then decided they need to split up Alex and, and Lando. And so, uh, yeah, it just looked like a really fun time. But what I thought was interesting, so many people were commenting on these photos, like 
you know, oh, I have so much more respect for Max that he's hanging out with the other drivers, or it's great to see these drivers off the grid doing things. And it's like, do you people not pay attention? These, these people all came up in karting together. Yeah. Like they, they know each other, you know, yes, for sure. Like Lando and Max are, are pretty good friends. Um, Alex, I mean, they all, they do stuff together. It's, it yeah, should not be a surprise. Really. This, this happened to, to these pictures came out. Um, and we already mentioned it was Carl's birthday. So next week we don't have a race. So I don't know what we're going to do for the podcast, but we will have one. We'll figure it out. And then we've got Singapore, which should be cool. It's a night race. Um, <laughs> look at, there's a puppy coming in at the, at the very end. Hi, Luda. Um, <laughs> but it's a night race. It should be really fun. Did she sit on you? <laughs> no. Luda. She's like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a camera. Um, we should have the golf livery for William. So it should be a lot of fun. Should definitely be a lot of fun. So, yay. Well, that was a lot. Hopefully by then I will be settled into my new place and have internet and things will be normal. And Yes, I know. Good luck with the rest of the court there because it's a different setup, but we'll figure it out. Oh, we will. We will make it work. That is for sure. <laughs> it's time to get back over there and do some more unpacking. Yes. Go do it. Go do it. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy, thanks for coming along on the ride. Take, we'll see you guys in a week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Thank you.